0: Because when Christ came, he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus
1: Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: Okay, well, you know, in the book of John, the Lord said, in this world, You will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Isn't it great to know this morning that when it comes to fighting our life's battles, we don't have to do it by ourselves? That we have God on our side? (laughs) You know, in the Old Testament, we find many stories of battles and Warfare that's waged by the children of Israel against their enemies. And what's interesting to me is that even though the Israelites were armed with the conventional weapons of the day like swords and spears, most of the time their enemies far outnumbered them and had superior military capabilities. So they were always finding themselves in impossible situations. And they faced certain defeat unless God intervened on their behalf. Now having God Almighty help you fight your enemies sounds like a pretty easy way to turn the tide in your favor. But when you consider some of the outrageous things that God required them to do before he helped them, then you realize that it took a lot of faith for them to obey him. Now we all know the story of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea and we know the story of David and Goliath. But God was always doing something Incredible, on their behalf like when he told Joshua to take Jericho but they had to march around it seven times to do it and blow their horns that must have seemed like a, a strange way to take a city or in the battle of Gibeon Joshua asked God to stop the sun and the moon so he could finish the battle and God did it I mean who has the nerve to ask God to do that I guess Joshua did. And my favorite story is when King Jehoshaphat had these three different armies coming after them. And so the king had his army sing praise and worship songs on the front lines. And as they sang, God confused the three enemy armies and they ended up attacking each other and destroyed each other. Now, can you imagine being a soldier in King Jehoshaphat's army and you see these three armies coming and you're ready and you're prepared to fight and you get ordered to sing instead of fight? I mean, don't you think there might have been a little apprehension? A few eyes rolling back in your head? You know? Fight or sing? Okay, we're going to sing. And they... I am a friend of God I am a friend of God but their faith was tested is what I'm saying and God delivered them because of their obedience you see God was always showing his children that he was God but he always did it in an unexpected surprising way when they trusted him he would fight their battles for them but he always worked contrary to to any natural expectations that they had well did you know that as many wars and battles as there were in the Old Testament there are none discussed in the New Testament because when Christ came he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries but spiritual forces of evil and he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ But the greatest thing that he tells us is that just like the Father took care of the Israelites all those times, he will still fight our battles for us. He will be our sword. And the word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You know, sometimes I think we need to be reminded that we have with us today the same God who fought those battles and achieved victories in such a spectacular way. He's still God, you know. And he's still spectacular. And today the battle is fierce for our hearts and our minds and for our children's hearts and minds. But our God is the same God who told King Jehoshaphat when the enemy legions were upon him. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the battle isn't yours. It's mine. So whatever battle that you're engaged in today in your life, Hold on to those words, for you're not alone. Take heart, for he has overcome the world. The battle is the Lord's, and victory for you is assured. In Jesus' name. Can you receive that message this morning? I know you can.
1: Money talks very loudly in our lives. Stay with Bobby to learn how to trust the Lord to provide all the things that money can't. On the bright side, we'll be right back.
2: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com
1: And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I'm going to talk about money for just a minute.
0: Now, I know you're not surprised uh, that I talk about money. I'm, I'm up, I do that all, all the time up here. But today, I want to encourage you by reminding you of where money really belongs in our life and where it doesn't. Let me ask you a question. If money could talk, what would it say to you? (laughs) Thank you to the guy that just stepped on my line. The quickest answer is my money would say goodbye. (laughs) It never hangs around very long, but, and I actually, I thought that that was the, you know, the best, you know, witty answer. And then I I got to laugh myself because I I found in the scripture uh, a verse that validates that statement. In Proverbs, it says, cast but a glance at riches and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. So, in fact, there is some truth to that, that our money says goodbye. Well, believe it or not, money does talk very loudly in our lives, and it's up to us to make sure that it says the right things. And this is one of those little teachings that I know is directed right back at me, because I'm one of those guys that struggles like so many to keep the importance of money in the right place because it seems so natural to always want and need more money or is it just me am I the only one that struggles with money being too important I didn't think so you know it reminds me of the story money, about money being important it reminds me of the story uh, about the rich guy who was being robbed and the robber pulls a gun and says your money or your life And the guy just stands there. So he says it again. He says, hey, your money or your life? And the rich guy says, hey, don't rush me. I'm thinking. (laughs) It seems like one of the great struggles of life is to accumulate extra money. There's another joke about an older couple who scrimped and they saved their money for years. And the husband told his wife the good news that they had finally saved enough to buy what they started saving for. In 1979, she was excited. She says, we have. She says, you mean we're going to get a brand new Cadillac? He said, no, we're getting a 1979 Cadillac. (laughs) So we need to put money in the right place in our lives because we can't allow money or the lack of it to rob us of the peace and the joy that God intends for us to have. And the best way to put money in the right place and have the right perspective on it is to recognize the lies about money that the enemy in our culture uses to deceive us. The first lie about money is that we deserve what we have. For most of us, money doesn't come without some sacrifice and hard work. So we tend to fall for this lie pretty easily. But the word not only says wealth and honor come from the Lord, but it also says this. My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remembering the Lord your God, for it was He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. So even when we work for it, we can take no credit for it. Everything we have, every talent we have, that we we use to earn money with, comes from the Lord. This This means we need to be thankful for what we already have. And we need to be thankful for the ability to produce it. The second lie about money that we go for is that money will bring us happiness. We usually buy into this lie when we're young and ambitious. And then hopefully when we're a little older, our life experience... Starts to reveal the truth. And that is that you can be rich and miserable. Or you can be poor and content. And money could have nothing to do with either condition. The word says, whoever loves money never has enough. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. So the pursuit of money as a means to happiness is the pursuit of a fool. Even the Lord said, For what profits a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And the third lie about money is that money will bring us security. And too often today, we, we see that what is considered good stewardship through building a retirement fund by working for a company many years turns out not to be the security it was intended And that seems like a tragedy. But the Word tells us that there's no security in anything the world has to offer. It says, whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Our security comes from the Lord and Him alone. You see, God knows how important money is to us. That's why He teaches us all throughout the Word how to deal with it. Money is both a tool and a blessing and a crutch and a curse. And God wants us to control money instead of it controlling us. And if money could talk and if it would tell the truth, I think it would say, I'm just an overrated commodity. And my best use is to be a test to you to see who you really trust. So don't be discouraged this morning about money. No matter what shape you're in, the Lord will provide all the things that money can't. Peace, happiness, security.
1: Anybody can complain and be negative in the midst of a difficult trial. God wants you to have a different spirit. Listen today to hear how your attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor.
0: I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do, like my new Case Sprite from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone. Featuring a high powered flashlight, up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light, the Case Sprite is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo Case Sprite may not change the world. But it might change your world. The Case Bright is perfect for me because like me, it can handle more than one job at a time.
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: Good morning. Are you happy today on this wet Sunday morning? Uh, I wanna talk about how important it is to have a positive attitude in our life. How many believe it's important for a Christian to have a positive attitude? Well, I want you to know that a positive attitude is important and it is important to God that you have one. Winston Churchill once said, attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. And you know, we all struggle with attitude. I know every time I come close to 820 in Beach Street. <laughs> I get an attitude. I also get an attitude about this time of year uh, when it comes time to prepare my taxes. Uh, and I need to work on that, uh, literally. But I rediscovered an ancient story in the Word of God this week that reminded me of why we have to develop a good attitude. The story goes way back to when Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of entering into the promised land that God had promised them. So Moses sends some guys into the land as spies to check things out. And when they get over there, they find out that the place is great with lots of fertile land and trees and water. But they also find out that there are lots of people there. There's great armies there. There's great cities And they even ran across some giants, which means they probably invented basketball. So when they get back, Moses calls like this town meeting, and he wants to know what they discovered over there. Well, 10 out of the 12 spies that went were convinced that they didn't have a chance if they went into that land. They acknowledged that the land was everything that God had promised, but their enemies were too strong. The giants were too big. They would surely all die. But then one man named Caleb stepped up to the microphone. They didn't have microphones then. And he said, listen to this. We should go and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. You know what I thought of when I read that? Who else do you know that sounds that sounds like? Have you ever heard Pastor Dez stand right here and say, Come on, Bethesda? Let's do it. See, I always thought Dez said that first. Apparently Caleb. He said that. His brother Caleb. Well, anyway. It was two against ten and all the people got scared and no matter what Joshua and Caleb said, they wouldn't go in. They were right there at the border of the land that God had promised them, but their fear and their negative attitude prevented it. And then the story gets ugly because God was not amused. He didn't appreciate their negative attitude and not only did he see to it that the ten negative spies met an untimely death, but he banished the children of Israel For another 40 years. All of those negative people would never see the land of God. That land that God promised. All that is. Except for Caleb. And Joshua. And let me tell you about Caleb. Here's what the Lord said about him. He said none of them. Will ever see the land I promised. But because my servant Caleb. Listen to this. Because he has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly i will bring him into the land and his descendants will inherit it you know with everything that goes on in our lives today would you ever believe that our attitude could have such important consequences this story shows us that when we become a child of god we're meant to be men and women with a different spirit caleb witnessed these Same things the others did. He saw the fortified cities and the giants. The difference was that his attitude wasn't based on what he saw. It was based on who he knew. You see, the others were living in fear. But Caleb was living in faith. They were dwelling on their own weakness, but Caleb was counting on God's strength They were focused on giants, but Caleb was focused on God. They saw defeat in their future, but Caleb knew victory belonged to God. They were doubters. Caleb was a believer. They saw the problems. Caleb saw the possibilities. Caleb had a different spirit. Did you know that 40 years later, Caleb, then 85 years old, as he readied himself to finally step into the promised land, He said, I'm as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm ready to go to battle. Now give me this country that the Lord has promised me. All those years of struggle, Caleb was still a man with a different spirit. Do you have that different spirit today? There's a good bet that whatever giants or obstacles that you're facing in your life today... That there are 10 people being negative around you, just like Caleb. But let me tell you something. God wants you to have a different spirit. You are too blessed to be stressed. Anybody can complain and be negative. You just have to say, I may have problems, but I'm not discouraged. God is in control. I have the favor of God in my life. I refuse to let anything or anyone steal the joy that I have or dampen the confidence that I have in Him. If everyone says it's impossible, I'm still going to press on. There is victory in my DNA. And like Caleb, I have a different spirit. And I'm well able to do it in Jesus' name. Will you receive that word in your life today? Praise the Lord.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about NEBO tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.